0: Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice. This week, I have my friend and client, Karen Howley, founder and principal of CRT Legal in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. I asked Karen back on because I wanted to explore how she's grown her business over the last two years. I've called this episode, I've Learned to Trust Myself, because Karen says this phrase herself in discussion with me but also because in re-listening, it felt like a reoccurring theme. In fact, we have a whole thoughtful talk around intuition and in business as a woman and as a lawyer that's really interesting. I can't encapsulate this whole talk into a pithy one or two line description. I can only urge you to have a listen and share it with a friend who you feel will identify with growing a professional business in a traditionally male-dominated field governed by convention. Karen started her law firm from the desire to practice law differently, and I think you'll agree when I say she's living out that desire. Hi I'm Janice Fogarty and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. Well, Karen,
2: thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I am so excited to hear about all the things that you have done since you were last on.
1: Oh, Thanks, Janice. I know you've been waiting for this opportunity, so I hope I can deliver.
2: <laughs> you always deliver. <laughs> it's been like a year and a half since we talked and back then you had just started (laughs) way back then you had just started a virtual law firm right so how about you catch me up on where you are today
1: so it's been it's been interesting it's been a fun journey um we're we're, I would say we're no longer solely virtual. I would say we're a hybrid, right, to be fair. But when we last spoke, I think we had just moved um, uh, out on our own into a little office space that we were sharing. Um, and it was just me and um, mm. another business that was sharing our space, right? In that year and a half from just me, we now have a team of, oh, gosh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. Um, and come the new year, we're adding two more. So that's support staff, assistants, and like in the new year, uh, another lawyer and an extra admin. So really and truly over the last 18 months, which is like, you know, pandemic territory, we've actually seen a huge increase in the amount of work that's been coming into us. And um, in uh, the variety of work that we're actually doing for people in predominantly the area of immigration. And then in May last year, we also tipped our toe into some residential real estate work. Uh, a colleague of mine who I had worked with previously agreed to become a contractor for us as a real estate assistant. So we have excellent support for both things. And yeah, surprisingly, they have complemented each other very well immigration and real estate and off we go so i think also we've kind of found uh, like maybe our little slogan has kind of changed a little bit and i feel like we are a local law firm with a global reach and that is a pretty accurate statement of what we're kind of doing right now so everything is still as virtual as it can be but when we have that many people now i do find that having the office space is great simply for a transfer of knowledge between each other and um that kind of camaraderie and that kind of trust relationship development that you kind of need to drive something on a little bit. So, that in a nutshell, Janice, is what's been going on over the last 18 months. Oh, that's all. That's it. Yeah. Not, nothing more.
2: <laughs> so, to have that kind of growth, there must yeah. have been some really big decisions that you had to make. Like, did you ever intend to have your firm grow like this?
1: No. um. So it's funny, yesterday I was listening to some stuff about goals and visions and and the importance of kind of putting out a plan, even if it's a lofty plan. And I guess I haven't really done that on paper. But when I started this out, um, when we moved into this space in 2020, January 2020, um, I guess in the back of my head, I was kind of like, OK, in five years, I would like to have a little team and, you know, see where we're going um but that was about the extent of my goal, right? Which is terrible, right? Like there's people probably listening that are like, oh no, you should have this like jotted down to the last and like month by month and year by year. And I was like, well, this is kind of where we started because I didn't know how it was actually going to go. Did I think that in two years we'd be where we are today? No, I did not. That has happened organically, which has been great. But at the same time, I guess when I break it down, there has been a lot of legwork and getting your name out there building up goodwill and trust and relationships with individuals that has allowed us to grow maybe a little bit more quickly than I had anticipated. So when we started off, it was me in my basement originally, right? And I had met somebody who had a very similar business, um, who wasn't a lawyer. And we had kind of said, OK, look, we have similar interests. We are both working in immigration, but she caters to a very specific type of group. But we saw a complement in our businesses so we decided to share office space and share overheads and she's a well-established business and she had her own assistant in different things so it ended up being three of us in a space and then as a couple of months went by I was like okay I'm actually bringing in quite a bit of work I need an assistant so we brought somebody on and then the four of us kind of trucked along together for a little while and lo and behold things keep getting a little bit more busy in that space, I think those first six months, um, there was a lot of late nights, a lot of anxiety, a lot of tears, <laughs> um, and a lot of worry. But we focused it, I think, the right way and still put ourselves out, still went networking as virtual as we could. You know, I did it locally, nationally, internationally, connecting with peers at, at home and abroad. and. Um, things continued to grow. So by this time last year, my business was incre- was doing well. My colleague's business was doing well and we decided that we needed more bodies. So we took on two more staff members between us. So we decided to share those to see how we were getting on. Um, and they have worked out really, really well to the point that like, you know, then we were kind of getting our training processes down behind all of this we're having more conversations about okay well what other area of law would complement what we are doing and would make sense that growth that development has really come from I think finding the right people not necessarily the right skills you can teach skills um, but having those individuals who can roll up their sleeves get stuck in learn stuff and are not afraid to learn stuff that they don't know that facilitates growth in itself. So maybe that's part of the reason why this has grown a little bit quicker than I thought. Um, it's down to the type of people that we have working here. Yeah. And you. And probably, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, you have to take some responsibility for it too, right? And like your leadership style. I mean, whether or not, whether or not you think you are a leader as an entrepreneur, tough, you are right and if you are going to be taking people on then you have to create a culture that you want like I don't work in bigger law firms I don't work in global firms I don't work in those things by choice and my choice is I believe this can be done a little bit more personally a bit more relaxed but with everybody having that same sense of responsibility and that same desire to achieve a specific like to achieve not so much a specific set of goals but like to get to the same place together you know um and i find having a small business and hiring people with a similar drive and a similar mindset has really helped that yeah so i guess it does come from from me yeah (laughs)
2: right you you said it very well
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you thank you yeah but look we're, we're in too small of a space that if we didn't get along and if we had very Contrasting opinions on things, then it wouldn't really work out. Now, in the type of work that we do, it's it's so great to have people with different opinions, and you know you thrash it out and you come to a really good decision. But your professional opinion is somewhat different to your personality, and again, in a smaller business, personality means huge amount. It also allows you to build that trust platform with people, so that you can say, okay, our business is in safe hands. Let's do this together. Off we go, right? Because you're not on your own. Like, you can lean on people for support. And I think when we talked, probably, like you said, eighteen months ago, you know, my support network was other industries and other entrepreneurs, um, and that's still there because that's still vitally important. But I've turned that into an internal support structure as well by hiring, you know, people who I believe are want to be as, want to make this business as successful as I do. Yeah.
2: And you had said that there are lots of late nights and stress and, and a few tears. Do you think you were resisting the growth or it was just a part of it?
1: I think it was a part of it. And I think I was frightened of growth. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Frightened of success. Like, oh, my God, this might actually work. Because at the beginning, you're kind of like, you're constantly doubting yourself. Imposter syndrome. Oh, my God. Real, so real, (laughs) right, Right? and even even I recognize it better now, like when I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and trying things that maybe I I don't do regularly, but I recognize it, I tell it, I hear it, and I'm like, but we're going to move on, (laughs) whereas 18 months ago, it was probably the louder voice, and it was making me go, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, well, hello, buddy, we can, and we did. And we're continuing to do it. Right. So um, I think, yeah, that's that's been a huge uh, mindset shift, probably um, from 18 months ago of wondering, you know, can I even you know, pay bills at the end of the month to now kind of going, OK, what's next? <laughs> you know, who's next? What's next? What are you know? Yeah. Good strategic connections and relationships for us personally and as a business unit right yeah so it's that's been a big change for sure
2: and do you think that you'll cap the growth
1: that's an awesome question right now um i think when we ha- add on this other area of law to it i think i would like to give it two years to bed everything in together and to see how we're doing um when i talk about growth i'm not thinking of global domination. If I wanted that, I would go to one of those bigger law firms. Um, I I think it's finding a place where we're all kind of comfortable and sometimes comfortable can be conceived as a dirty word almost, right? You know, in, in the entrepreneur space. But I want to get to that comfort level before I kind of go, OK, well, here's the next five-year plan. You know, I don't want this thing to get so big that it it's not what I had envisioned. And that is, you know, relationship aspect of it and the having everybody driving towards that same goal right um i feel like if it gets too big too soon then it gets disjointed and you run a risk of things falling apart so i would like probably to give this a good two-year bed in and then then readjust like your plans always are changing nothing is fixed nothing is static lifelong growth right and all of this and who knows maybe in five or ten years this business is near, but we're doing something else, right? Um, so I don't want to say I'm going to cap it, but I want to understand it, right, before we decide to make another leap forward again.
2: Oh, that seems so rational. You know, like it right? seems, seems like you have considered this and your days of not necessarily having it all um, mapped out are a little bit behind you.
1: Um, yeah, maybe (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Like I still kind of, I guess I underestimate sometimes how I think about my business and I do have, like, I have a long vision and that changes. And like, I think somewhere fuzzy out, out in the nether regions of that vision is some sort of like regional business structure. I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know if I'm ever going to actually touch it and see it, but that's way out there. Right. That's the lofty, lofty goal. Right. Maybe it's a regional hub where everybody's virtual and we have people from uh, all over the the province or or further afield, depending on how all of that looks. Um, But I'm not there yet. But it might be somewhere that I go. Right. And it might not because, you know, your business journey takes you down many different paths that you never thought you would be going down. Right. So that's the way out there is the lofty, lofty vision Um, and the steps that we take. Now we'll bring that clearer into focus over the next couple of years.
2: What do you think enabled you to make those really big decisions?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I love it when you ask me hard questions. Um,
0: You're welcome. I think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think part a huge part of it. Not that I think I know a huge part of it was, and, and like this is something that we talked about before was the support that you get at home. So. Um, Uh, a huge stepping stone would have been actually talking this stuff out with my husband. So I might not have it on a piece of paper, but he's my safe space to kind of go here, come here. I have 10 ideas and this is what I'm thinking of, you know, and sometimes he'd be the person that would be like, okay, focus on one. And let's see how we do. (laughs) So um, when I, I feel like, and it has been very much a feeling, like when you feel like you're on the cusp of something, um, for me, it usually means back to longer nights and back to like, you know, stressing out a bit overwork and all the rest of it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm obviously ready for some sort of shift here. I can't quite put my finger on it, and then talk it through. And then you're like, okay, this is what needs to happen. And those growth points, like I said, have been kind of those growth points have been happening organically, but with the support of my husband, because right now he is the number two in my business, even though he's not in my business. And that, you know, will change as we go on again, right? As an entrepreneur, particularly when you have a family, you are not in this by yourself, right? Because you're bringing all of them along with you for the ride. And that carries a huge amount of pressure with it as well. So decisions are not made in isolation solely by me just because this is my business, right? If that was the case, you know, I run the risk of being heavily bankrupt. (laughs) So it's great to be able to have the support somebody who wants to see you achieve and to push you in the right direction but maybe tempers the occasional silly bit of enthusiasm with a good dose of healthy reality right (laughs) and you're like as much as you don't want to hear it you kind of go okay uh you know and then three months later you're in a different position and it's like okay now I can do that other thing that other thing you know Mm -hmm. so that's been huge but I've definitely like when the business is ready to grow I have definitely found the pressure points build and it's like almost like a light bulb you're like ah okay we're now ready for something else (laughs) so that's been interesting to see that I think yeah
2: do you have strategic points or like measurements in place where in the future when you hit this or that that's the trigger for the next step in the plan
1: Kind of. So we, I probably spent the last 12 months developing what those might look like. So um, I did a course probably about, gosh, it was a couple of months ago, maybe it was May or June. Um, So it was all about strategy or understanding the metrics in your business, really. And it really put into focus, okay, how should we be measuring what's going on? So year one, like okay let's see if we can pay the bills (laughs) and year two i'm kind of like okay let's actually start putting some numbers on these things how many applications come in a month how many go out how many new engagements do we have coming in a month how many are actually turning into you know work and how much work and like actually putting figures on them um and we've used this year to really do that so i'm now moving forward using these past two years to kind of say okay Here's our bottom line. (laughs) And this is what I know, like, as in, I need X amount of applications going out every month. Um, And now we know what the bottom line is to cover the basics. How do we grow that? You know? So, yeah, there is something there. Do I check in on it every day? No, I do not. Um, But I will be using December and January to look back over the last year and to really kind of evaluate what's happened like hindsight is pretty awesome um which when you first start off you don't have you don't even know if it's going to work you don't know if you're going to be here in six months but here we are and then we have the benefit now of a couple of years underneath us to kind of go okay let's use this as the starting point and this is our springboard let's move it along so um hopefully with the addition of all these other people right now that you know we have capacity to take on a little bit more before we need to kind of increase that capacity human capacity again basically. Yeah.
2: And you were talking about feeling like how you would feel that buildup and you'd feel the, the pressure point and know that it was time to move on. So I, I find this really interesting because the legal profession wouldn't necessarily be known as touchy feely or nope. intuitively led or anything nope. like that. Nope. Yet you've been very clear that you're not your stereotypical law firm in that you value the, the relationships and the people and, and a human approach to work um, both with your, your clients, but like with your staff and, and your coworkers. So I'm, I'm curious, like, how would you feel if somebody described you as being intuition led or do you think maybe that was part of the stress because like society maybe was telling you no intuition does not play a part in making business decisions and yet you're very much feeling that way
1: and you know what no one's kind of ever put it to me like that and it's funny Like the minute you say that uh the first word that comes to my mind is failure Right. Isn't Mm -hmm. that crazy? Um, Like to say that you are led by your intuition in business is it automatically for me in my brain connotes that with failure. And that's not right at all. (laughs) Like, really, when you think about it, I'm just here telling you that this thing is working out well because I have a feeling in my gut that it's going to work. Right. Like you have to put in the work. You can't just sit there and like think it's going to happen, but you can have a good intuition about where things are going to go. And, you know, you need to put the work into it. Um, that's like, I, I love that question because it's now made me kind of go, well, why would I connect the two of those? And I think it has something to do perhaps maybe with this idea of women being more emotional creatures because we absolutely are. <laughs> but does that make us any less successful um, in business? And I don't believe that's the case at all. And you're right. I think traditional law firms maybe have not embraced that as much. I think the pandemic has probably changed a lot of that opinion, right? Women have, women have re- are really capable of multitasking. <laughs> you know, history um, shows that. Yeah, it does. Right. So I think you know we've done pretty well over the pandemic. I know my business has done exceptionally well, um, but we were ready for awkward times, right? Like we understand you've got families, you've got lives, things need to happen between nine and five. That's okay. Like, we trust our people enough that like, you need to get stuff done, great. You know, you will get what you need to do for us first or, or after, and you know, so long as you're actually working, like great, good, go, go run out there and do your groceries for an hour if you need to do it. No problem. You shouldn't feel this pressure if somebody's watching and what happens if they catch me, blah, 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 blah. Right. We understand that we all have lives. Kind of feel like I've gone off the topic a bit. But like, yeah, intuition, that's interesting. Um, and I do think there's been a huge, pour, a huge amount of that for me. And maybe because when I started it off, it was just me, right? So you have to, intuition has to lead some some amount of it. But it's intuition with like that dose of reality from my support person. <laughs> and And then hard work, right? So it's all of those things together. And I I kind of feel like sometimes the law firms don't give enough credit to people to kind of like, okay, like if your gut says this is a good idea, let's try it out. I suppose intuition needs to have some basis, right? So there's no point sitting in a bad business saying, oh, I feel like this is going to be fine. (laughs) You know, that's kind of putting your head in the sand and being like, no, this thing isn't going to burn, (laughs) burn to (laughs) the ground in lots of flames. Um, there, There does need to be reality with that. But I wouldn't be, I guess when I look back at it now, I'm not afraid of my intuition anymore. Like, I it, I recognize an understanding in me that probably is there before I actually come around to kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, this would be why this is happening. You know, does that make sense in a really roundabout way?
2: No, it makes it makes really good sense. I love how you answered that, even with your Your sideways step into doing groceries.
0: Mm.
2: Because to me, it indicates what kind of a leader you are and why you're having the success that you do. Not just in the answer that you gave, but in the fact that you are open to being asked the question and you gave it thought and actually answered it. (laughs) And that, you know, it once again, I think there is a certain amount of um, being open that we have to retain in order to see opportunities and evaluate them and and accept them or reject them. But if you're not open, then you never have the chance of saying yes or no. Absolutely. Because I like, you know, a lot of people would not appreciate being asked about leading with their intuition or even relying on intuition mm-hmm. so i appreciate it yeah, because i mean open. it's
1: never considered uh a good business strategy <laughs> and it's not but then some of those bigger decisions if somebody didn't have a feeling about these first of all like would we have apple <laughs>
0: like yeah. you know
1: these things start somewhere i have a feel i have a good, good grasp on my business and when i feel like something can move in a different direction It eventually probably will. Yeah. It's what I've learned over the last two years.
2: And I feel like that security that you have in yourself and in your business and where you are right now probably helps you to be open to things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm having this moment where I'm like, I wonder if anybody would have asked a man how they Mm -hmm. feel, because it just wouldn't have been. It, w- it would just be accepted as a moment of genius, of leading with right. your gut. Good right. job. I apologize because I don't mean to. I don't mean to denigrate that you do that. I genuinely love the fact that you sat there and talked about. You didn't hide from it, like you didn't want to hide from that stereotype of being a lawyer, and you didn't want to hide from the stereotype of women being emotional. Like, you just flat out said it, women are emotional. And I love, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, well, like, if I was to say anything else, I wouldn't be telling the truth. Like, I am a hugely emotional person. And going through that process of deciding to set up a business for yourself and off you Todd. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I was an actual blubbering mess the first couple of months. And honestly, like, anxiety through the roof, um, those things have quietened down. Those things don't happen. I won't say they don't happen. They just don't happen as much. Um, and I've learned to trust myself more, right? Like mm-hmm. you have experience behind you now that says this stuff is working okay. And intuition is great, provided it's supported by, you know, I want to say like it's driven by data. And data is the wrong word because we think automatically of numbers and we think yeah. of whatever. But it's got to be, yeah, you can have the intuition, don't jump in straight away, sound it out, you know, like do your legwork, do the bit of research around it or whatever it needs to happen before you kind of go, OK, this is the business decision that I want to make. So intuition for sure starts it, um, but it doesn't like, it's not like, OK, today I decide I'm going to be a pilot and tomorrow I fly a plane, right? Like it's it's like I think I could be good at this. I think this could work. And what are the pieces I need to put in place to make sure it's successful? And then that's kind of how it kicks off, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's pragmatism. There is. There is. And just because you're intuitive or emotional doesn't mean you can't be pragmatic. Right. 100%. Especially when you have like a self-awareness about yourself. Right. So if you know you are these things, then, you know, you have little support. Like you have your little systems in place to make sure that that part of you doesn't run away with yourself. But it's also the same as like, like when we talk about that imposter syndrome thing, um, When I first started going through that at the beginning of doing all this, uh, I did not have those little systems in place where I could go, hey, you telling me I can't do this, like, be quiet. (laughs) right?" I didn't know how to tell it to be quiet because I was wholly engrossed in it. Um, But now a couple years down the road and here we are and I'm like, okay, I feel it, I acknowledge it and I'm still going to move on because I know I can do it. Mm
2: I just found my audio clip to uh, promote this episode. Great. <laughs> Our job is done. Thank you for your time. Bye. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's like, that's really powerful because, you know, like you, you see things like that on Instagram and, you know, and, and your Facebook posts not on and- Instagram. Yeah, fair enough.
1: So, okay.
2: <laughs> I actually knew that. Trust me when I tell you, you see it on Instagram. Okay. Okay. But to actually hear that from somebody who lives it, who put it into action and didn't have to do it because the Instagram told her to, um, you got there naturally by putting in the work and mm-hmm. making the decisions and, and living with the consequences,
1: good or bad. And that's it, right? And you have to accept that there are good and bad consequences to your choices. So they won't all work. But what if what if one of them does? <laughs> right? And, and you know what? There might be some people listening saying, oh, you know, do you have the luxury of being able to say that? And the answer is no, I do not. Like, I don't have an endless pot of cash to fix problems that I make for myself. Hence why when you do, like when you, when I rely on this intuition, I sound it out. I I do the background check on it. I do find if the pieces that I need to put together are something that A, I can afford, B, that I have in my toolbox or whatever, right? You can't blindly go into these things and be like, oh, sure, if it doesn't work out, that's grand. That's just money down the toilet. It's fine, right? It's not like, you know, you got to feed humans at the end of the day. You know, I like... We don't live a fancy lifestyle, but at the same time, we're comfortable, right? And I don't want to be adding to a burden where I'm like, oh, we're losing again this month, blah, blah, blah. So no, I do not have the luxury. So it might sound like when I say, oh, yeah, you know, some things work out and some things they don't. Um, I don't have the luxury for them to not work out. Hence why when I have this idea that something might work, you got to really make sure you have the stuff in place to make it a success and look they don't all but sometimes they do more more often than not they do yeah they do work out and that's kind of how we are where we are i think
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify
1: Not about the business, for mm-hmm. sure, no. Um, maybe, like, in terms of regrets, maybe it would be things like, definitely at the beginning, thinking that I had to carry this all myself, right? And especially with my husband, I felt like if thing, if something, like, if I didn't make a certain amount a month that I was letting him down um, and letting the family down, and that's not right, that's not correct, that's not how they saw it. It was more like, okay, we know we need a bit of time to, to get this bedded in. Um, I would be kinder to myself, I think, um, and let people in sooner, right? Like let them know what I was thinking because you, at the beginning, you don't even really trust what you're thinking because you've nothing to really base it on. Um, but yeah, if I, if I could go back there, I'd be like, okay, you open your mouth to talk, tell people more about what you think, what you're thinking and then, and then take it from
2: there. Yeah. And if somebody was looking at growing their business, Like what processes do you think they should have in place before they they start that?
1: That is awesome. Like you have to, you're really having to make me think here because I don't even really know what my process is, right? Like, which is weird. I don't know how much of this I really like. What do you mean by process?
2: Well, earlier you had mentioned um, like your training in of new staff. So
1: that's one for sure. Like, okay. Then if we are talking about processes, what I would say is training people takes time. So you will like when you're growing your business and you're like, okay, now I'm ready to take on somebody. There is, there has to be an understanding that there is time between taking that person on. And actually when they start to become that support that you need. Yeah. So maybe recognizing it slightly earlier than when you actually desperately need it would be super helpful. And I think, again, looking back over the last few years, I can now identify, okay, this is coming. I need this help now so that I can train them up. Because when you're training somebody, it takes you away from what you're trying to do. Definitely having that kind of figured out, not even how the training is going to work, but just to understand, okay, if my business is looking like it's at a point where it's going to be too busy for me in a couple of months maybe i should really start thinking about bringing somebody in now so that i have that flexibility in my time to to help them so that they understand also like working in immigration nobody not a lot of people have that as a standard skill set you know so like when you're hiring administrative staff um support staff legal legal support staff or whatever it's really the training is a little bit more in depth because It's a whole whole new world, right? It's not the norm that's taught in any kind of courses that can get you to this kind of stuff. Um, But it's not impossible. And once we put a couple of people through, okay, we understand where we're going to start them off and how we now progress them. That is going to be better moving forward. So I'm looking forward to that because that does take time. Um, And the other side of it too is is like when you are looking at taking people on. And what I've found the last couple of times is I'm ready for them slightly before I'm financially ready for them (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so there's a bit of a pain point and you have to be you know realistically in business you kind of have to have a good relationship with your bank to kind of go hey hello I would like to do this here's the situation I need a little something you know like maybe to kind of help me over until I can actually get them up to speed that might happen that might not happen right Um, it really does depend on where you are at with your business I think um but for me it's been kind of like I've been ready for these things just slightly before I'm financially ready first but it's been working out fine um and now that again that you have a couple of years behind I think moving forward that's not going to be a problem at all yeah
2: and there's also the case to be made if you didn't take on the people before you were financially ready to take them on you wouldn't get to the space
1: right. where you were financially
2: able to take them on
1: yeah and then it would be a case of saying okay I'm sorry I can't take this work sorry I I'm going to, I'm going to remain as a one man band forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have to understand what your comfort levels are there too. Um, but no, right now we are okay. (laughs) Um, so those kind of things were important. Actually, what I found probably the most frustrating thing about growing and in terms of processes was the interview process. Um, it's very, very frustrating, especially small businesses when you're doing it yourself. Um, Somebody once said to me, and when they first said it, I was kind of like, no way. They're like, the person, like, whoever is going to come out on top on that interview is the person who can lie the best. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no way. Like, I've always been very honest and forthright in my interviews. But you go into an interview for a job that you really want, and you give the best side of you. That might not be the person who turns up every day, but you, for that hour, if that's what it's taken you sell yourself hard right Mm -hmm. and you might not know all the words and the phrases but you will know enough to get you through that hour right um so i did find it that interview process and that's people selection and realizing who you have working with you like because the person that interview is not necessarily the person that you're actually going to get um that was really hard and sometimes people are just not a fit, and it has nothing to do with, like, like th- that doesn't mean that they're not a good person, or any of this kind of stuff, it just means that this job, at this time, doesn't, like, it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for us, right, so, and being able to kind of, also kind of say, hey, look, thank you, but no thank you, worst thing that you will ever have to do in your life, but in the long run, makes things better for everybody, Right. Like there is no point in having somebody working with you who finds it incredibly difficult, has a really hard time coming into work, is trying very, very hard, but isn't quite hitting the mark. And they know it and you know it. To prolong those relationships, um, really, I don't think it's a recipe for success. You know, people, people won't. Yeah, yeah, it's. Nobody thanks you for that. No, and it doesn't build anybody's confidence either, right? It's to say thank you. This just happens to be the wrong position for you at the right, at this time, you know? And and that's okay. And sometimes, you know, people will recognize that in themselves. So I have found the interviewing process and the finding the right people hard, very hard. And it is nothing, like, I've met lovely people, like really, really good people. And although, yes, you can teach skills and all the rest of it, sometimes a smaller environment um, with a small team, our expectations are different for than from somebody who's like worked for government or worked um, at larger yeah. businesses right like it's a little bit different and sometimes just that mind shift isn't there and that's okay <laughs> that's okay um and but yeah it's being able to communicate that is is important and also I've learned as well like going through that interview process I now find myself being very candid with people at the interview stage where I'm kind of like this is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, being a bit hard over the first couple of weeks simply to, like, see what I can pull out of them. Um, and, and, yeah, and it's, it's been very good since, yeah. The uh, management is hard. Yeah. I mean, that's
2: probably more difficult than navigating immigration law in odd
1: times like this. Yep. But now that it's settled in, like, we have the right people. We're all different, but with some kind of similar core values. There you go. Yeah,
2: and you have the process, so that when you're moving forward,
1: yeah, it's a little we do. bit more streamlined. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Like when you first asked that question, I was like, "What are you talking about process?" But there is, there is, there is quite a few that we have in place, unbeknownst yeah. to me, even right. Not not unbeknownst to me. I'm involved in all of it, but I haven't considered it as a process. But it absolutely is. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And again, all of those things are living, breathing things, right? They change all the time. Will the same process we have now be the same in five years time? I doubt it. But you know, it's what we have for now. And it seems to be okay.
2: I think it's really interesting how you've taken things as they've come and you've evaluated and made them work. And that I say that you have done this. And I should clarify, this is my interpretation. (laughs) Because... I, I get the impression that you didn't sit down and say, all right, I'm going to create a process for training and staff. I'm going to create a process for this. And like, this is where my brain would have done that before I ever took somebody on. Mm-hmm. But I also have a background in training Yep. and yep. that kind of Great stuff. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a part of me that appreciates your approach more because it means that you are actually doing the work. Whereas for a lot of us, it's way easier to like do the busy work instead of doing the actual work that requires you needing Mm -hmm. those processes. And so I, how do you feel about that? My assessment that you've jumped in and done the work and taken things in your stride
1: yeah I think it's um I think that's accurate I think it's very accurate, and I kind of feel like some sometimes kind of like a little bit to my detriment right when you say taking it in your stride, those strides have been long they have been short they have been side steps, you know like all the rest of it right like it's not it's not smooth it is definitely a learning curve um but I've had great supports, like I said that my um colleague who we share space with we've been we have been i would say great supports for each other we're two similar businesses heading in the same direction we do not see each other as competitors but we support each other 110 percent as we both grow our businesses right it's not been in isolation
2: so other than having the idea around those those processes or at least being aware that people need to have those processes in place, would you have any advice for anybody who is in, in the position to perhaps grow their business?
1: I think one of my biggest pieces of advice, and I should really take this myself as well, <laughs> is um, like what I've really come to value is letting people do their jobs. And I don't mean that internally. What I mean is like, you know, those processes and things that will take a lot of time. Like I am not somebody who can actually sit down and put a plan together, right? But I value the time of somebody who can do that for me and who knows what I'm talking about, right? So I would say that if you were thinking about these are that these things are important to you and important to your business, I would actually say hire somebody who knows what they're doing it cuts down on your time so you will be i'm terrible like as you know janice i am not a creative thinker right so Never. to be a creative thinker would take me a month whereas it would take you an hour right um so to understand that people have skill sets that are so useful or could be so useful in your business and to actually be able to say to somebody I will happily pay you to do this for me. Thank you. (laughs) Because if I was to sit down and write all the processes that we now have out on paper, um, we have some of them, right? And and we're getting better at creating all of this. But it's been a long time. And that is time that takes you away from actually doing the stuff that you want to do, right? So I would, looking back, really happily kind of say to somebody I would love somebody who's a HR consultant to do my procedures and policies please and then I can tweak them right Mm -hmm. I do not want to be starting them from the beginning because that's not my bag (laughs) really right and same thing too like with small businesses when you start off social media everybody starts off and they go no problem I can do that myself but to actually do it properly requires a serious amount of thought time input connection la 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 which also your business needs. <laughs> so you can't be everything all the time. So to hand things off to people who actually understand what they're doing, you will reap the reward of it. You know, that that is undoubted. Whereas if I was today still trying to do all of that, plus all of my business, plus supporting people to grow, plus, 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 plus. The only thing that would not work is that I would not be bringing in clients, right? Like I would, I could bring them in, but how am I going to service them when I'm not there fully for them? You know. Whereas what I've, what we do, is, you know, I have a wonderful, wonderful communication strategist who works with me. I don't know if you know her, but <laughs> it means that I do not have to spend hours thinking about all of the things that you already understand, right? I appreciate and value your time and your effort and your understanding so that it frees me up to do what I can do, right? Like what I'm trained to do. You do what you're trained to do, I do what I'm trained to do, everybody's happy. Success is coming along, (laughs) right? And it's the same, like like you said, like those policies and processes and procedures and all of that stuff. You know, the time will come in the next couple of months, maybe where I'm going to be sitting down with somebody and saying, I need to formalize what I have (laughs) so that Mm. I have a really good base that I can now work from. Because when you're very small you don't need them and, you know, like that relationship and and everything is fine. But as you continue to grow and if that's what your business chooses to do, you will need something more structured because when you have two or three or four people working with you, you can treat everybody the same. That's all fine. Once you start hitting like 8, 9, 10, 11, right, and moving on up the road, all of a sudden, people have different needs, different requirements, but your business also has its own specific set of needs. So to make sure everybody's playing off at least the same playing field, um, you need to have a baseline in place. And I'm happy to kind of say I will not be figuring out what that is. <laughs> and like, you know, having somebody like to value other professionals time in supporting my time i absolutely do that's a big leap as well it is a big leap yeah it is a big leap because as as a small business person you do it all yourself yes um and to come to a point to realize i cannot do this all myself is is again i guess another turning point in your business right like it's another milestone I would say in where you're going um but to do things to give your own headspace enough space to work in your business or on your business you need the support of others who have very specific niches to help you with yours I think
2: yeah I love the fact that you recognize it and you actually act on it because I know a lot of people who recognize it because it's it's beaten them around the head so hard and for so long but there's still that difficulty in letting that piece of it go and trusting someone else
1: mm-hmm. yep yep
2: but so if you don't do it you won't grow
1: no or you're going to get yourself wound up and like burnout happens when you're trying to do far far too much right you are trying to do absolutely everything yourself, you will be burnt out. You, you will not be happy in your job. You will question, why did I even decide to ever go out on my own as a business person? Why, 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 why? And that's where your little imposter starts talking really loudly. But if you realize that there is there are people out there who can support your business, by utilizing their professional services, then really and truly that's money well spent rather than like sticking an advert in the yellow pages. Right. Like and you know what, dear yellow pages, if you're listening to this, I'm very sorry, but you're very expensive and small businesses really can't afford you and you're really not giving them the traction that they need. Right. So rather than throwing money down the toilet or something like that, put and like and that would probably happen with a really good intention. Um, but really think about okay how is that actually going to support me is that couple of hundred a month better spent on having somebody create these policies for me and so that i can then tweak them to my needs or is that money better spent you know like having somebody who understands my social media and knows what i need and where i want to go right and it's different for each business so i'm i'm just giving examples from my business but like um yeah it's it's a it's an interesting thing to think about
2: I, at the time of recording, I just did an
1: episode on PR versus advertising. So well, I listened to it. <laughs> there you that, was, go. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. And it's funny, you can have both, right? You can have percent oh, but, but it's understanding what's what, right? And advertising, like you said in that podcast, is not PR, <laughs> right? It's not. No, it's not. And it's not. And advertising will only get you so far, but PR is really what will push you and your brand over that final like really what we're all striving for is recognition right PR will get you that recognition advertising puts you out there but it yeah. doesn't like we, we you need it the two together work very very well exactly. um, but advertising is just hey look this is what I have to offer you PR is more this is how you know our values know us you know us you like us you trust us do you want to do business with us right
2: exactly and it can be more of a long-term game, but I think that we all want to be in business
0: for the long-term. Yep.
1: Correct, yeah. And I think PR stuff for entrepreneurs, because also, like you were saying as well, you know, your advertising costs you, your PR doesn't have to, you can yeah. if you, you want it to, but if you let it be that organic growth, I think as entrepreneurs anyway, we have, usually have that year, two years, or sometimes five years to really find our feet, and mm-hmm. PR works alongside that, right? Slowly, you're getting Absolutely, into the yeah. consciousness of the individuals who you want to do work with, and you then eventually, if it's all working well, become the go-to that they think about when certain things come up.
2: Absolutely, and I feel you've had a very good handle on a lot of aspects of that, which is, is a joy for me as a, as a PR professional. Like It's been a joy for me to witness you. Um, and I think it's kind of been a little bit of intuition in there as well of knowing that this is a good step for me. I'm going to go and join that group. I'm going to go and meet with these people. I'm going to go give that talk. And all of those things are, are pieces of a PR strategy of your communication strategy, which up until fairly recently you haven't had, but that's where in your, in your body, you knew where you were going and where you had to travel in order to get there. And, and you just organically were putting things together and doing the work that needed to be done. And I'm just curious What would you say to people who think that um, they're not ready for stuff like that? Like giving talks or joining groups or associations? Like,
1: what do you think? Try it, dip your toe in the water. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if you don't try, you will never know, right? Like you won't know. Like it's better off to be able to say, oh, I did that, it wasn't for me. Great, at least you're not gonna spend the next six months going, might be interested, I might not be interested. Right. Mm-hmm. I I would say with all of these things, yeah, there's been a couple of things that I've like little networking events that I've toddled my backside off to that really did not work out. Right. Or you kind of come out of them and you go, this group is not for me. Right. <laughs> but then I found ones that stick and that work really well. And I've built relationships off them. And, I, you know, I even developed like not developed, but like I even um introduced a new area of law based on relationships that I was having. And people ask me, you know, will you do this? Will you do this? And I'm like, oh, I don't do it. I don't do it. I don't do it. And then I thought, why don't I? Why can't I? What's holding me back here? What are the tools that I'm missing, you know, that would allow me to do this? Um, So by getting yourself out a little bit and opening yourself up to a little bit of different, different people, different industries, different ways of thinking actually made me go Oh, actually, I can do this, so I will, <laughs> and opportunities present themselves based on those relationships, so yeah, that was that's definitely um I have not had a bad experience with it, like I said, I've learned about things that I don't want to do um yeah. but you know there there was I think one of your previous people were talking about you know an itch that you have to scratch oh, and do it. right Reina. yeah, 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 like um. Yeah, and that's exactly like what I found with those like any kind of networking or or opportunities like that, right? If you even have the smallest inkling that this might work, do it. Do it, do it, do it. If it was all like if the event wasn't great or whatever, like it's not negative PR, it's it's you out there giving it a go, right?
2: Yeah. And people will respect that.
1: Oh, but be strategic about it. I mean, yeah, you don't want to go to Okay, now I'm going to change this reference in a second. But like, you don't want to go to a taboo sex show selling Bibles, right? Like, it's not going to be great. That's right? the strategy. You know your market, <laughs> right? You know so, your target audience,
2: and then yeah, you can talk don't to them.
1: like, <laughs> yeah, and, like don't be desperate about where you want to talk. Like, make sure it's the right type of thing for you, right? Like, you don't want to go off to like a swimming event, you know. Trying to sell an English course that you're trying to do or something, right? Like it makes no sense. Nobody's interested in what you have to offer, but you can find similar industries or have a look at the kind of clients that you have. Where are they coming from? Who are they? Like that's all part of your PR strategy and it's an important piece. So, yeah, do it. You have to put yourself out. If we don't, success doesn't happen. 2022.
2: Oh Monsieur... yes,
1: <laughs> I'm going to go to Ireland and visit my family so good. actually and, well, it, it is right so yes for 2022 my goal for 2022 is to go home and visit my family right to go to Ireland and visit them because my kids are far too small they, my, my youngest was nine months old when he saw my mother and father or like for the last mm-hmm. time he's now turning three. Like they are different beasts between then and now. So what I found, or not what I found, this is what I anticipate. So maybe we should talk again this time next year. So I would like to go for one month and visit my family. So because my business is virtual, um, or is a hybrid, I should say, and we now have people to support that business, I know that I can be there for 12, for 12 months. I know I can be there for a month. And I know my business is going to be fine because I can keep an eye on it. I can work in it. um, And I can also still give the direction that I need to give from abroad. Like there will not be an interruption in our service. And that I am confident of. So if I go there for two weeks or a month, it is up to me how much time I take to shut off and be there. But I'm also very conscious that my business is still small enough that I, I need to be actively, like I need to be involved. Mm-hmm. But if I can say to my team, all right, you guys, next four days I am incognito. They'll be OK. My clients will be OK, you know, and I can just check in and out and delegate stuff and still work and give my clients what they need. But in a in a way that like allows me to be with my family my little family and my extended family abroad (laughs) just for a short amount of time because I think it's something we're all starved of is that connection particularly for people who live who live away from their home countries um yeah and also sometimes in Canada I kind of feel like you know you can technically be away from your home country if you're from Nova Scotia living in Alberta right like it it's crazy where did you come up with that reference right but it's but it's true isn't it though it is true there's still a like, three hour
2: time difference away. Like, it's,
1: right? it's yeah. crazy, like the magnitude of it. So, you don't have to be in different countries, but like, holy moly, I think we've all deserved to see one another. So, that's my goal for 2022. I love <laughs> so it. That my business will survive while I'm away.
2: <laughs> well, I look forward to you achieving that goal.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. <laughs>
2: thank you i appreciate you giving your time and your wisdom once again Oh, I appreciate no. it
1: it's always a pleasure um i love talking to you and you have got such a great way of talking to people on your interviews um oh. i wish you every every success things can only get better hey
2: your lips to god's ears <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much karen
1: oh my god thanks janice yeah
0: Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create, and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at Janice at Janusfogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week. Planning for your next trip?